Tune in to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM every day from noon to 3 on AWOD Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, get you covered on both ends of the dial here in Richmond. 910 AM, 105.1 FM, and available around the country on the Odyssey app. Download it today for free. It's the best app out there for music, play-by-play, and the best damn sports talk here in town. It gives you the ability to pause, rewind, run some errands, and then pick up right where you left off. What I love about the Odyssey app, and I use it every day, to listen to the junkies is I get up and you know those guys have been on for two hours but I can use the rewind feature and pick exactly what chapter I want to hear do I want to hear the junkies blitz do I want to hear about EB you know going to the dentist that that's always the best content right there so I can use the chapters to figure out exactly what I want to listen to when you go to Odyssey app right now and search 910 the fan you'll see the sports app NFL hits on AWOD radio and you can pick the exact segment that you want to chime in on. All right, so joining us right now on the Adine Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline to talk a little commanders, it's our buddy Kyle Roenick from the Burgundy Zone podcast. What's going on, Kyle? Happy Monday, Adam. How are we feeling after a 3-0 preseason? Dude, we're feeling great. You're right. I didn't even get to that. The Commanders, one of three teams undefeated in preseason this year. What do you think about that, man? Does that matter to you? Because I did say... The game against the Ravens mattered to me. I wanted to end their streak, and to me, it kind of signaled a culture change here in Washington with Eric Bieniemy wanting to put points on the board offensively in the preseason. Absolutely. It's a big deal to me just gaining the confidence. I think the fight in Baltimore in the joint practices was more productive than anything they did in these games. I know that's kind of crazy to say, but that kind of defensive, we-have-your-back kind of mentality for your brothers is something that Washington has kind of lacked over time, and it kind of shows the confidence of this football team and saying, you're not going to mess with us, we're not going to back down, and you're not going to do that to us. And you saw that in this preseason. Every, they would, they, the other team would respond. But somehow, some way, either Jake Fromm, the wide receivers, or the running backs coming through for this team, being able to propel them over them, I think that confidence built is huge going into the regular season, kind of like with college football, how they used to do those cupcake first game of the season yeah. to allow the team to kind of get into a good rhythm and that confidence. Similar thing with this preseason where they're on that high, but they know that they that is not the way to go, but they have to clean stuff up. But it's a good feeling of confidence going into the season. No, I totally agree. I mean, you got a game-winning drive against the Ravens. Joey Sly has a game-winning field goal now already under his belt. And this is a team that went 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one last year. So last segment we were talking about the improvements offensively between the way Scott Turner ran his offensive schemes, and Eric Bieniemy, I said I'm hoping for these three things. Quicker throws, better on third downs, and more successful in the red zone. How do you think this offense will look differently from Coach Scott Turner to Eric Bieniemy? I think you're absolutely right about that. The quick throws is the monumental part of it. We were ripping the hair out of our head last season in week mm. two against Detroit when Scott Turner continued to call five- to seven-step dropbacks off play action allowing for the defensive line to get after the, the quarterback. That's differing now, and you're seeing that with Sam Howell in these games. He's getting the ball out of his hands. 
hopefully before that three-second mark. But the reason for that is not just because you're getting the ball into a playmaker's hands, making it easy on the quarterback. You're also helping the offensive line. So their job is not as difficult as it was like we saw last year in Detroit in season two. But I will say this, the way that the running backs are utilized, and not only the running backs, the tight ends are utilized in this offense, is vastly different than we've seen before. And we haven't even seen the real iceberg of this offense yet. They haven't really put out those plays that they've been holding for the regular season yet, but they're still putting up points. They're still finding ways to win. And that's why I think this preseason for the offense was so good for them because it wasn't just the fact that they were executing and being able to score points. It was they willed themselves to be able to do that. That confidence, that's not something I felt from this offense last season or the season before under a different leadership. That's why I think Eric Bieniemy coming in here in that leadership mindset, establishing that aggressive, that you have to respect me sort of like cool runnings type of way, that mentality has blended over into the offense, and you're seeing it with these productions and them being able to win these football games. It's Kyle Roenick, the pod father from the Burgundy Zone podcast, an award-winning commander's podcast with us here on the Hadid Mercer rug cleaning hotline. So I also went through my core four, four players that I think commanders fans can count on to show up week in and week out this season. I want you to come up with your core four. You can copy me for a few of them, but don't give me the exact same four. I'm going with Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson, Jonathan Allen, and Cam Curl. Kyle, who do you got? Uh, I would say Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, Charles Leno, and Sam Howell. I think they are give me, give me a reason for Charles Leno, bro. Charles Leno is the cement. He is your tower on the outside. He is who you have to depend on in order to keep Sam Howell upright. We all know that you got to keep Sam Howell safe, not, not allow anybody to touch him. Charles Leno is going – the reason why he hasn't played much in this preseason is because they are confident in his play. They played Wiley a hell of a lot more than they did Leno in this preseason. That tells you a lot about how they feel and their confidence in him. Without injuries, I, I don't know all that much what happened last season, but I know that Charles Leno was nicked up. He is healthy coming into the season. I looked at his frame. He looks like he's worked out, a, a, added a lot of muscle. I think Charles Leno coming in as the vet, the game is comfortable to him. And being the leader on that offensive line, he, it's going to be very hard for him to be able to maintain the offensive line. But I think Charles Leno up to this point has shown you he is capable of doing that. He's not the best guy in the NFL, but he is solid, and he'll play week in and week out regardless of what he gets nicked up with Kyle I read a quote from Ron Rivera this morning to Albert Breer that kind of pissed me off I want to hear your reaction to it it takes us back to last season after Sam Howell's performance against the Cowboys he says quote you can ask Stephanie his wife all we effing talked about was the quarterback what the quarterback did who he was I kept saying eff it if I would have known this I would have played Sam Howell sooner how does that make you feel man uh, I understand it. I understand what he is saying because there is a maturity aspect for a quarterback when he comes into the NFL. And one of the reasons a lot of the fan base did not want Sam Howell to play early on in those games is because they thought the offensive line was going to get him killed. And they did not want Sam Howell to regress as a quarterback because he had to run for his life. So I understood why they pushed it back. Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, But I think what Ron Rivera learned in that Dallas game was the maturity of Sam Howell, where he thought he was just your regular you know, kid coming in, just hoping to be able to get a chance to prove himself. When Sam Howell threw that pick and then said, no, I, I tried to feed it, I need to put that on the corner of the end zone, showing that wisdom, showing that being a self-corrector really was eye-opening 
to Rivera and saying, wow, this kid is a lot farther all along mentally than I thought he was. And that is probably the biggest difference of what Rivera is talking about. I know hindsight is twenty twenty. I brought this up in our other chat. Is anybody going to talk about Andy Reid not starting Pat Mahomes over Alex Smith his rookie year? Even <laughs> though, like, obviously Alex Smith is a better quarterback than what we had last year. But I'm just saying the difference in production between Alex Smith and Pat Mahomes is similar to what you would say with Carson Wentz and Taylor with Sam Howell. And so there's a maturity aspect. This in honestly, I believe everything happens for a reason, and we could sit here and be mad about why he didn't get started earlier, but who's to say he wouldn't have played poorly in the earlier starts? In that Dallas game, there was a, there was turnovers. There was easy points put on the board for this for this football team. Could you guarantee that in those games before it? And I don't believe so. And I think that's optimistic, the way to look at it. But I understand that everything happens for a reason, and I look at it as a key unlo- un- unlocking a lock and saying this was the perfect circumstance, the perfect environment for Sam Howell to be put and thrusted into that position in Week 17 to build up that confidence heading into the next season. That's just the way I look at it. Yeah, no, I mean, I kind of agree with you to a certain extent, but I just I look back to that Browns game last year, the week before the game against the Cowboys, and the commanders were not eliminated at that point. Ron Rivera elected to go with Carson Wentz. And I think, you know, that's kind of what he's saying in that quote. God darn it, if I had gone with Sam Howell, we might have been in the postseason and he would have had some postseason experience right there. It's Kyle Roenick with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline from the Burgundy Zone podcast. What's your plan for week one, dude? Will you be at FedEx Field? I think that place is going to be rocking, you know, with the post-Dan buzz and all the energy excitement for Josh Harris. And we did hear Magic Johnson will be in the will in the building week one. Absolutely, and not only Magic Johnson, but the U.K. boys are coming over for the first game of the year. They've done it the past two years. They couldn't do it during COVID. So it's always a big thing for the U.K. guys to come over here and experience week one. And so we'll definitely be there with bells on. We'll be in Section 305. I'm expecting it to be sold out, just from the vibes, the energy that I'm feeling. And I just couldn't imagine the sight of that. And I'm really excited to be able to actually have home field advantage. Again, Adam, I I talked about this on our podcast in that preseason game against the Ravens. It's not that far away from us. It's right down the road. Did you feel overwhelmed by black and uh, purple like you did in years before? And I didn't get that sense. It felt like home field advantage for the first time in a very long time. And I'm fully expecting that for week one, Arizona, they, they do travel well, but I do not expect for them to be showing up in full force like they have in years past, given the circumstances of their team. But I expect us to be loud, rocking, and this to be a monumental and a, a memory that we're all going to cherish for a long time. Is it a must-win week one, though? Yes, absolutely it is. <laughs> I, I, yeah. would, I would say every week, every week is a must-win. But, of course, also <laughs> given the fact that the Cardinals, knowing who you got week two uh, in the Denver Broncos, then you have the Bills. And then after that, you're going to roll down the NFC East. So it's very important to get that week one win. And it's huge for Sam Howell in itself. You know, you don't want him to kind of take that step back week one. Hopefully he could build on what he's built so far in the preseason. Kyle, great stuff, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Adam. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Weekday from noon to three on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 1051 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. 
here on the new sports radio 910 the fan now at 105 1 fm phone lines are open if you want to chime in 833-804-0910 833-804-0910 i mentioned my mom is visiting she's celebrating a special birthday and so you came on out to capital ale house so we can do a little review live here yes on dude food exactly This is Dude. Dude. Here on AWOD Radio. We're not responsible for the content of this program or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes. How can he piss off a flip-flop? <laughs> he loves food. Dude. Food. All right. So, Mom, we're here at, we're here at Capital Ale House in Innsbruck, and we know Richmond is the burger capital of America. So I oh, saw you had a burger. What'd you get? I got the kimchi burger. Really? It was a special burger, feature burger. It was very good. It was different. What it, is what is kimchi? It, it said there were Korean spices oh, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. burger, and then there was kimchi, you know mm. what that is, cabbage, and... Um, Provolone cheese. Nice. Which really good. And I saw you loaded it up with like mustard and all the stuff I don't like. Mustard, yeah, mustard ketchup. ketchup. I put that on the burger. Didn't you have mayonnaise too? Well, mayonnaise is what you have on the French fries here. They're known for this really good. I didn't know that's, that. That's sort of the French way, I think, to have mayonnaise with your French fries. <laughs> really? So good. Okay. Really garlicky mayonnaise. Three different kinds. Yep, and you had um, your Diet Coke, right? I had Diet Coke. I was Coke, telling Zach, yes. you got me hooked on Diet Cokes ever since oh, I was no, a kid. Oh, no, that's not good. It's not good, but I, I've, I've cut them out recently. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Too much. Is that, aren't there better things that I've hooked you at, like reading and <laughs> love of learning? Going to <laughs> no. the doctor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah, no, big Diet Coke. Well, I mean, you, you remember, because... Growing up, I, would, I was telling the audience, dad would make dinner, and then you'd come home from a long, exhausting day of being a top lawyer in Virginia, and you'd have a Diet Coke and, and the meal that dad would make. <laughs> and I would always have an extra Diet Coke after dinner when I would sit with you. And we'd watch TV. Yeah. You're always watching Entertainment Tonight. Yeah. And Access Hollywood. And Jeopardy. And Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty good at Jeopardy. Very good at Jeopardy. No, you're, you're pretty good. You're decent. She, Zach, she wants to compete in Jeopardy, though. But <laughs> the problem is, is she gets nervous. Rip it, rip it up. Let's go. <laughs> you have to help, help me get be faster with the uh, the buzzer. They yeah, yeah the with the so I can try out again. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Zach, so I, I wanted to bring this up on Dude Foodies. You've been talking about this place that you go to for lunch, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my new jam when I'm uh, having a long day at the station because it's, it's on Broad Street. Um, it's it's down to, on my way to Costco, like on the right-hand side. I forget the name of the road. But it's called Hogshead, and it is such good barbecue. It is Really? We, yeah, we got to go there like post-show one day if you're not pickling. Yeah. Well, uh, if it doesn't rain, I, I will be pickling today. But uh, I look outside, and it's, it's just not the greatest weather. No. So, you got to yeah. have the indoor pickle. Yeah. Yeah. But um, another thing we want to mention on Dude Food, Zach, is my mom loves Indian food. So we tried this new Indian restaurant last night. What was it called? Kismet. Kismet. So good. It's delicious. Anything tandoori, I've figured out, is like my favorite thing on the planet. Yeah. They had tandoori shrimp, tandoori chicken, and tandoori cauliflower, cauliflower which was the greatest thing. And I, I told my mom, I said, I, don't, I think we should stay away from the vegetables. You know, let's, let's just get some meat. 
But the cauliflower might have been the best thing we got last night. Great, I yeah. know. Yeah. You even said it tasted like a steak. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. I know, right? Cauliflower tasting like steak. What have, what have we come to in this well, world? Well, your mom has probably exposed you to a lovely palate of uh, international cuisine uh, growing well, up. Well, I've tried. Of, I've tried. I, yeah. I, I, on the other a little hand, picky. yeah. Uh, just steak and potatoes and macaroni and cheese and corn <laughs> growing up. Oh, and a lot you of milk. That's about it. You don't it. think you would have liked uh, the butter chicken, Zach? I, I, I oh, might, you got to try I it, might, Zach. All it's I know so is, good. Okay, well, maybe you guys can help me out. Go a little bit at a time because I know the Indian food can get really hot and spicy. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it can. We And we had some things that we learned quite a We kick. learned yeah. last night, I like my chicken red. I don't like my chicken green. <laughs> and they do have some green chicken options. They had a green, options. very herbaceous chicken <laughs> they, were, they were touting, and Adam was like, no, yeah. no green chicken. Is no, green but chicken hotter than red chicken? Uh, I don't no, I think it was like a little so. mintier. But we had oh, okay. a lamb kebab appetizer. Yeah, that, that had good. like a green um, sauce. Dip with it. Yeah, that Ooh. had quite a kick. Yeah. yeah, that was good. But here's Zach. I guarantee you, you will love naan bread. I mean, there's oh, just yeah. no one that doesn't like naan bread. Yeah, that that was the best part of the meal. Yeah, any bread really. Oh my God! You got to soak up all the good sauces with that non bread. It's yeah. So good. Okay. So, mom. So you're celebrating this big birthday, and so yeah, I'm uh, kind you know, of dragging it I'm out. Trying, over a yeah, month. I, you <laughs> really are. I know. So we took you out to dinner last night. Got ice well, cream. I, I paid for that. You did. I, I paid for the ice cream. Give me a little credit. <laughs> she <all right>? did. <laughs> I paid for the ice cream. I said, put your wallet away. I'm paying for Salati Celeste. All right. But <laughs> but this morning though. You went to Luster by Adolf, our friends Robin yes, and I Daniel. Did. And they, they were both there. They got took to care of you? Them. Yes, they did. So I, let me see what you got. I got two bracelets. Oh, my gosh. And the funny thing is, yeah, they're um, silver, and one has some gold. And I think little Take it off. Let me, let me look at it. And or it's just give me your same, wrist. It's the same. I had bought a ring last time I visited, and this is the same um Last time company. you got a 14-karat gold. Right. This has 18 carats. Oh my on, goodness! On this um, bracelet. Zach, she's just going up and up in carats now. <laughs> Gold and silver and diamonds. Well done, Adam. <laughs> no. My mom's got it's more like bling than an li- NFL player. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh and my! It's, and yeah. she's matching <laughs> designers now with the rings. Yeah, I know. Yep, now I have a ring. It's Jude I Francis, oh, and I had a great time there. Zach, do you do you own any any jewelry? Uh, not anymore, because I had to take my wedding ring off. <laughs> but we'll move on. Because oh. my dad is so jealous. He's probably listening right now, and he's been saying he wants to get, like, a bracelet or a watch at Luster. And <laughs> uh, he knows I've spoiled my mom three different times now. Yeah. So I, I have to admit, they do have men's watches there. Oh, they so do have men's I, watches. And I mentioned to them that you want to get him a watch. So. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, I'm sorry, sorry <laughs> Amy, you're not going to get the necklace until maybe next I know, next I know. So this, this, what do they call this bracelet? Because this is really cool. Isn't it cool? Yeah, I like the um, little, like, flower type things call on it? it. I don't know. It kind of looks like a cuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Can I fit this on my wrist? Oh, please don't. Okay. <laughs> I think you, you know can. Yeah, I don't want to break it. It's very feminine, <laughs> it's though. It's too expensive for me to break. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah. So you had a good time at I Luster. I had a great time. I always yeah, say I they it. treat everyone like family. They do. It's right? a beautiful store. It smells good. They're very uh, welcoming and nice. And yeah. They've got gorgeous stuff. I mean, who would not enjoy going to a jewelry yeah. store? Yeah, and we love how when people come in, they say, sports radio host Awad sent you. Yeah. That's what we need more of. <laughs> Did well, she they say that? They, they really track the, um, the, I guess, the social media 
search that they get after you do an ad. So yeah. it's really good. They're awesome. It's, yeah. Well, we love Luster by Adolf. <laughs> you visited them in the corner of Parham Road at the, of Parham the Ridge Road, Shopping yeah, Center. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. getting that, to be a real Richmond, Richmondian. Well, that's what we a call me. I don't know. A Richmonder? I guess. A Richmonder. Richmonder. Yeah. yeah. Richmondite? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like Richmond. Yeah. I'm really into it. No, you had a good time when we were in college. I, I always did. tell Zach that your favorite restaurant is Can Can. Oh, I do love Can Can because yes. onion soup. Baked is so good. Yeah. But now I'm going to go, I want, next time I want to um, go to Rock and, what was that place called? River City Roll yeah. and Bowl and get pizza. Yeah. Well, is that, I was I was giving her a hard time for missing Football Festival. I mean, I know, it was the, but the biggest event of the year. Cruise, you know. <laughs> yeah. I know. It sounds like such you a good a event. vacation and, uh, from the next, vacation. Yeah. Yeah, next year. All right, let's do a, uh, Zach, I talked about this. Let's do a quick Mom Doesn't Know. Here on AY Radio. Oh, boy. You know, okay. I, I love oh, to test shit. my mom. <laughs> oh, you can't say that, Am mom. Jesus. Oops. Zach, you got to dump that. My, <laughs> my mom's trying to get me fired here I on a Monday. It. My goodness. All right. Mom doesn't know. <laughs> it's her birthday. Mom, I know. Happy birthday, mom. Mom doesn't know the mascot for the Cleveland football team. Go. It's um, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, give her a it's, ding. It's she a, knew it. She a, knew okay. it. Is it a brown animal? <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I don't All right. know what mom, it is. mom doesn't know Super Bowl champion quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Give me a Can hint. Can you give me? Yeah, his name like, is Patrick. Patrick Mahomes. No, that's yeah, 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 yeah. You got it. Give oh. her, give, give, give her a ding. Give her a ding. Okay. All right. Mom doesn't know um, the Washington Capitals' best hockey player. Yeah, for the Caps, he's a Russian guy. No Russian word. machine never um, breaks. Um, um, yeah, the great eight. It's Yuri. Uri, yeah, yeah, Yuri. Yeah, no, keep going. Yeah. Is, there, is there no? <laughs> Putin, I don't know. <laughs> no. He's on his Instagram page. Is it a, right, right. is it a Vladimir? <laughs> no, no. All right, mom doesn't know the number one tennis player in the world right now. U.S. Open's on right now. What's it's, his name? It's a, uh, uh, um, the Spanish guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Not Nadal. It's another Spanish it's guy. It's like... Agrida or no? <laughs> Alcaraz, Carlos Alcaraz. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay, I said Alcaraz. Right, let's go back to the mascots. Those are the funnest. All right, mom doesn't know the mascot for the Atlanta football team. It's the Braves, Chiefs. No, <laughs> it's a bird. It's a bird. It's Falcon. a bird. Falcons. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. All right, uh, mom doesn't know the mascot for Virginia Tech. I almost went there. I didn't get in. It's it's the um the Hokies. The chokies. chokies. No, I'm just kidding. Hokies. I don't even know what a hokey is exactly. But <laughs> that's where Hoda Kotb went. Oh, really? She's one probably Oh, yeah. I, Zach, there. my mom wanted to watch an hour of the Today Show this morning, and I had enough of it. <laughs> Which I hour? Turn this crap off. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were going over whether it was okay, okay to go to the grocery store and eat things as you go, and then as long as you pay for it. Yeah. Like I, eat sushi. I think that, no, I'm out on that. I'm out on it's that. kind of gross. Yeah, though. I don't want to see you touching some nuts over there. <laughs> you know what? Dad used to do that when we were growing up. He would he would buy me some gummy bears, and he'd have half of them yeah, before we paid did. for them. Yeah. Right? He would go to one movie and then sneak into a second yeah. movie. <laughs> that, that was a good bit. We should do that again. We should do that again. All right. Um, I'm going to do Blackberry on Netflix. You want to stick around for that? Sure. Awesome. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Are you ready to join the AWOD Army? Tune in to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. 
Now at 105.1 FM every day from noon to 3 on AWOD Radio. Welcome back. Happy Monday, everybody. I'm Adam Epstein here on AWOD Radio, just past 2 p.m. here on an August 28th. I'm live from Capitol Alehouse here in Innsbruck. So I'll be here every Monday throughout football season, talking college football, recapping the NFL on Sunday, the Commanders, and previewing Monday night football. And joining us right now, on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, covers UVA and the ACC for the Augusta Free Press. It's Chris Graham. What's going on, Chris? Adam, it's game week, man. I am hyped. I'm ready to go. Well, what were your thoughts on week zero of the college football season, man? Um, there were some games. I mean, you, you, not a lot to get our attention, but, uh, you know, it's football. It's, they, get, they count. Uh, Notre Dame with a huge win. You know, uh, close things out the way they need to. USC a little closer for a while than they expected, but they pulled away late. So, you know, the, the seal's broken off. we got a season now. That's good. Heisman Watch, who are the candidates that you'll be watching this season? Obviously, in the ACC, there's Drake May. I love me some Caleb Williams at USC. Who are a, th- a few other names out there? Oh, God. You know, I've, since I covered the ACC and, and, and focus so much attention there, Drake May uh, he's a must-have for the ACC this year. You know, the ACC needs to get at least one team in the playoff. Uh, we need to get Drake May uh, to be a Heisman guy uh, for the ACC standpoint. We need some. We need some love there. So, uh, you know, all in there as far as that goes. Uh, you know, Caleb Williams. Yeah, he's 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 got to be a guy uh, that you're looking at there. And you know, it's it's a quarterback centric thing. There's not a lot of running backs are getting the love anymore. So, you know, I can't think of who those other guys would be, but those two guys have to be the, the early front runners anyway. So, Chris, what is your plan when are you heading to Nashville to see UVA against the 12 ranked volunteers? I'm heading down on Friday. Uh, I get down there uh, Friday afternoon, I guess, and it's an early start on Saturday uh, 12 o'clock kickoff, 11 o'clock their time down in the central time zone. So, uh, kind of an interesting time to kick off a football game, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I want to be there the night before, uh, get, live a little bit downtown Nashville, and uh, yep. and then be ready for some football Saturday. Yeah, you definitely got to check out Broadway. And it is interesting how things get started early in Tennessee. You know, when I was there last year, it's the same thing with the NFL. All the games begin at 12 noon, and, you know, the pl- whole place is bumping it, and people are fired up. They love football there, and it's a great environment for UVA to start their season. So give me your preview. What do you want to see from the Who's game one against Tennessee? Just hang around. You know, they're 28-point underdogs. Uh, and, you know, the Vegas numbers will be out, I think, today. So we'll get a better feel for that. I'm, I'm going off the DraftKings numbers. But 28-point underdogs, that sounds about right. Uh, you know, hang around. Make it a game. Keep 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 some interest into the third quarter. Get, get you know, everybody healthy. Uh, have the quarterback, Tony Musket, named starting quarterback last week. You know, ha- let him have some success. Uh, keep him upright for the most part. And, you know, if, if, if this game is, is a, maybe a two-score game in the third quarter and Tennessee has to play out their starters a little more than they expect um, as a 28-point underdog, that's all you can expect if you're UVA. And if, if you can keep this game a game into the fourth quarter, then you've really achieved what you needed to achieve. One of the coolest stories about UVA this season I've been reading about 
is the 34-year-old Virginia kicker, ex-Marine Matt Ganyard. Uh, what kind of impact is he going to make? Is he just going to be doing kickoffs? Do you think he'll kick field goals as well? And what are your thoughts on this story? I mean, guy 34 years old going to play college football. Yeah, as of last week, Matt, uh, uh, the, uh, Keith Gaither, the special teams coordinator, said that, that, that uh, Ganyard was still in the running to be the place kicker, field goals and extra points in addition to kickoff specialists. So it's funny, if, if he's a kickoff specialist, he might be the first Cavalier to touch a ball uh, in the game if, if Virginia you know, were to kick off the, uh, kick off the game. And uh, what's funny about that is this guy had not even put pads on. Uh, he had never, he's never played in a football game, never played high school football. He played high school soccer. Uh, he was a UVA student, graduated in 2011. There's a loophole, if you can say, in uh, the NCAA regulations that your, your five-year clock uh, that starts when you enroll in, in college and start classes uh, and for, to play four years, uh, he, he was able to defer that because of his military service. He was a U.S. Marine Corps a helicopter pilot. Came back to UVA after that uh, his term of service in the military was up. He went to he's in the Darden School in his second year, and he's 34 years old. Yeah, you know the the guys call him Pop, they call him Grandpa, uh, and uh, he's Uncle Matt. I mean that's the that's the nicest one they call him. Uh, but he's a guy that, according to Coach Tony Elliott, uh, he's really booming the ball. Uh, but he's never he's never worn, he had never worn a helmet, never wore football pads until three uh, three and a half weeks ago. Uh, so his first his first football game ever will be there in Nashville. I mean, 34 years old, he's got to be the oldest Cavaliers football player ever. Is there any other story that's been similar to this in your time covering UVA? I can't think of not even just UVA. I can't think of anything like this. I mean, it's kind of like a real life Rudy, you know, the movie yeah. Rudy from, <laughs> from back in the day. And you know, nothing embellished here, though. I mean, he's he's going to be out there and. You know, one thing we asked him about last week, uh, there, he, he was made available for a, for a lengthy press conference. Most kickoff specialists and guys who are in the running to be the, the place kicker don't get their own press conferences. There's so much interest in his story. Uh, we asked about, okay, so you've, you've never made a tackle before, I'm guessing, right? And, he, of course, he's not made a tackle because he'd never played football until three and a half weeks ago. Uh, but uh, so he may, you know, on, on special teams, if he doesn't kick the ball out of the end zone, he may have to make a tackle. So that'll that'll be interesting. But then again, he's been he's a Marine, so he he might be able to make a tackle. But uh, uh, you know, just the fact that he he had to take a, a, a he basically bought a rubber football that he would take with him on his missions. He would be deployed for seven months uh, at different part, you know, parts of the world, and he would uh, when he was off duty, he would kick a football and uh, try to try to you know maintain uh, what he had uh, going at that time. He tried out for UVA football back in 2009 when Al Groh was still the coach. We've had. Virginia football since then has had Mike London as a coach, Franco Mendenhall as a coach, Tony Elliott as a coach, and uh, he tried out back in the Glow era. Now he's playing under Tony Elliott. It's it's quite an interesting story. Going into the season, you know, I've been reading Streaking the Law, and they've got a good a preview for the season, and they've been saying, you know, best case scenario six and six, worst case two and ten. Is that something that you agree with there? Um, I can see five or six wins uh, if things go a certain way, and I can see one or two wins if things go the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably fair. Uh, you know, the schedule is, is a little favorable, especially early in the season. Perhaps, James, you could be a win. You know, that that's the home opener next weekend uh, You know, after the game at Tennessee. Uh, they've got um, uh, Wayman Mary in October. They go to Boston College uh, early in the season. The two techs, Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech, are 
are projected to be towards the bottom of the ACC standings like Virginia has been projected. So, you know, you can maybe sneak a win somewhere else and get to six wins. But also this team, if, if you know, injuries stack up early to key positions like at quarterback, for example, uh, offensive line, yeah, this team could, could really struggle. So, yeah, I, I think I can go with that. I know you wrote about the quarterback battle with Tony Musket and uh, the freshman. You know, how how long should the leash be here for Musket this season? I think it should probably be a, a little longer than you might say, just based on the fact they battled so late in the camp over the starting job. Just because Anthony Calendria is a true freshman, uh, he would love to get, you know, ideally for EVA football fans, if, if this season goes – and Calandria is the backup quarterback all season long, but never takes a snap, never gets into a game, and then as a result gets to use this year as a redshirt year, that would be the best-case scenario. That would mean Tony Musket played well, uh, he didn't get hurt, and uh, Calandria gets the benefit of preparing each week as the backup quarterback, getting those mental reps when he's on the sidelines during the game, uh, but also doesn't have to use this year. Brennan Armstrong uh, had a similar uh, situation back in 2018. He was the backup to Bryce Perkins the whole season and didn't have to use that year. That was a redshirt year for him. So that was a real benefit to him uh, and, and to the UVA program as a result. So um, I would hope that the, the leash can be long, but, you know, if the if, if the results aren't there, Calandria, you know, I, he looked good in the spring game. He had good numbers in the spring game. He's a guy that put up big numbers in high school. So if need be and they need to go to him, that wouldn't be the worst-case scenario. Chris, always appreciate you taking the time to join the show. Read Chris Graham's work at the AugustaFreePress.com. Follow them on social media, Aug Free Press. And our buddy Frank Maloney wanted me to remind you to stream Who's Talking Tonight on the Odyssey app. It returns at 6 p.m. They've got Billy McMullen, Paul Collins, Jeff McDonald, and Dr. Jody Smith right here on 910 The Fan at 6. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me on, man. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Day from noon to three on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 1051 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 1051 FM, broadcasting live from Capitol Ale House here in Innsbruck. You can join me every Monday. Come on by, grab a beer, and check out the show as we preview Monday Night Football here every Monday live and local in Richmond from 12 to 3 p.m. So it's time to do a little AWOD movie review here on The Fan. I've got Mom Wad with me, Amy. <laughs> Mom Wad. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Let's do a little Netflix okay. on AWOD Radio. Netflix, the best of streaming services, TV, movies, books, podcasts, and more. We've got you covered on Netflix. So we've got Movie Land, Boulevard Square. We've got the Bird Theater, but we chose to watch right. at the AWOD Theater last it was, night. It was the best. And my home TV, of course, where we could have an old-fashioned mix and sit back, relax after Indian food, and check out Blackberry, the 2023 drama comedy uh, starring Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Jay Baruchel, who plays Mike Lazaridis, who is the founder of the BlackBerry phone. Now, Zach, let me ask you this. How familiar are you with the story of BlackBerry? Did you ever own a BlackBerry? Never did. Never did. 
No, I went right to. I had a flip phone from Ver- Zach. I can't hear you. Oh, sorry. I never did. I had a flip phone from Verizon. Then I wait. <laughs> I went right to a Nokia. I, I believe yeah. it was a 1087 or whatever they called those things. And then I went iPhone. So I okay. bypassed oh. the BlackBerry. So I know my mom had a BlackBerry when she was working uh, for Travelers. They gave you the company phone, and you never really let me play with it as a kid. And I remember that because I I would love technology, and and I wanted to get my hand on every phone growing up. I remember when I first got my Motorola Razr, I was obsessed with that thing. You know, texting on it, playing games on it, the first flip phone. Um, But the BlackBerry story was awesome, and I love this one review that I found online. All right, You can respond to it, Mom. It says, it's a great look into the high energy and ruthless nature of business and the tech industry. Unlike films like Jobs or The Social Network, where the audience is already familiar with the success of these products, the the fate of BlackBerry is already sealed. Much like watching Titanic, you already know of the tragedy that is looming throughout the entire movie, so you're almost filled with a sense of dread while things unexpectedly start going awry. What do you think? It sums it up. Right? Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. And it was was like the greatest thing since sliced bread at first, and it it had a a good part of the market share share for a while. (laughs) Yeah. And And that was just a better product that came out. Well, that was so interesting is when you get to the part of the movie where you see Steve Jobs on stage, and uh, the owner right. of BlackBerry is like, oh, no way. It's just a fad. He's like, why are they putting a touch screen? Everybody wants a keyboard, you know? Right. And then he came <laughs> up with the idea to have the first BlackBerry that's full touch screen that still has the click of the keyboard. And it goes completely wrong. Oh, Spoiler alert terrible. for everyone <laughs> out there. He, the whole movie, he's saying, I'm not going to go through China. I'm not going to go through China. They make mm-hmm. cheap products. I'm going to do it myself. And then he basically, what? He kind of sold out me. He sent it to China. Yeah, and but, it came and back, and every single bunch. phone was defective. Right. Every single one. Right, and you and you see all these boxes of those phones they got from China, and you're like, is he going to go through every one? And there was a buzzing, and, you know, it was terrible. But he'd had several other instances where, like, his friend said, don't go with this guy, you know, the uh, Valsili, and he did anyway. Yeah. You know, he kind of made compromises. And but what I did like is, so they kind of Hollywood it up a little bit, and they made it look him and his friend Doug got into a Doug, fight, yeah. and they broke up. But then at the end of the movie, they reveal that Doug sold his shares. He's one of the richest men in the world, mm-hmm. and he started another company after that with Mac- Mike Lazaridis. So the two yeah. kind of reconnected. Yeah, and I was glad to, yeah. to see that little postscript. What yeah. else was your other biggest takeaway from that movie? Oh, biggest takeaway from that movie? I don't know. I th- it, there were just some very funny things, like when Val Silly said, you know, Get, get those nerds to make all the phones, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. um, and just the way they they got the name BlackBerry because it was really good the way they kind of developed that because he had all those names like PowerLink and right. and they weren't they just weren't good they weren't no. catchy. And he was like, "You're gonna have phone, <laughs> email, and text all in one thing. We're gonna call it Email Link." Yeah, and the guy's like, "Get the hell bad. out of here it with that bad. name." No, it's funny. The guy he goes, "That was the worst sales pitch I've ever heard. <laughs> I need you to hire me as your CEO." Right? And yeah. he's like, I'll give you $20,000, 50% right now. And he ends right. up taking the deal. And they wound up doing it. Yeah. yeah. Although I think it was 35, but whatever. But uh, he, then you see him with the stain on his shirt, and then it cuts to like, what are we going to name the company or the new product? Right. And then you figure out, oh, he spilled the fruit. He probably spilled some Blackberry, and that's <laughs> what they call Blackberry. So I'm going to give this AWOD rating here. We do it on joggers, all right? Zero okay. through five. Four out of five joggers. Four and a half out of five, actually. Four and a half. I thought it was an excellent movie. I was entertained throughout the entire thing. It was 
relatable to me because I feel like I grew up in the Blackberry era. Yeah. And the best part of the movie was to me was when they were talking about, you know, Glenn Harrington's character. Of course, he's from Saturday, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And he's, oh, he's kind of a, a douchebag in that show. He's, you know, oh, okay. kind of a prick, right? But he plays the similar character in this movie. And, and my favorite thing was when he was just talking about what Blackberry meant. He was like, it's a status symbol. And I felt right. that way when I was a kid. And every time you saw someone with a BlackBerry, you're like, that person probably makes six figures. They probably work on Wall Street. Yeah. You know, there's a reason they're on their phone all day. Yeah. And so he was right about that. There was something about BlackBerry that was a status symbol. Because it was like an executive's little toy. Kind right. Of. It, it wasn't, you didn't feel like the whole public was going to own one. Yeah. And it was cool how you know, throughout the movie, he's kind of emailing on it when they came yeah. up with BlackBerry Mobile, which was iMessage before iMessage. Right. It was an encrypted text so that, you know, you could talk for free. Yeah. That was the cool part of the movie also. They're like, yeah, everyone's paying 99 cents to, to right. text. Right. <laughs> How about doing it for free with BlackBerry? <laughs> so I'm giving it a 4 out of 5. What's your rating? I, I think I would go along with that. I thought it was very entertaining. Yeah. It was, I Good Lord, guys. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you should it's check it out. It's not very well publicized. The only reason I had read an article about Glenn Howerton yeah. getting that lead and, you know, and then I, that's how I knew about the movie. But yeah. I hadn't really seen any press no publicity for it. IMDb so. gave it a 74. Rotten Tomatoes loves it 98%. Uh, I agree. I loved it. It's six ninety nine right now on Amazon Prime, worth every penny. Yeah. It reminded me in a, in a way... Although it was a little different, the movie about the Nike, um, how they marketed yes, it, it as did. like a basketball shoe, and yeah, it was like that but yeah. better because yeah. you kind of see the CEOs and and really you realize that these CEOs are just you know screaming at people basically right. throughout the movie. They're not the nerds that are actually making the things. Oh yeah, so was that was cool. Also. Hey, so it's funny one how of they the wa- uh, they watched movies all the time. <laughs> sorry, Amy. One sorry. of my producers in training <laughs> anyway. said there is a big rise in these uh, biopics on brands. Yeah. They seem oh, to be yeah. really popular. Yeah. Well, yeah. I saw the Tetris movie. It's kind of similar because it's like a, a game brand, but they, it didn't work out. It was basically a political was thriller. You didn't, you didn't I like didn't it like it. Okay. It was all about, like, yeah. you know, the Cold War. Well, it's funny you say that, Zach, because there's this the be- Beanie Baby one that's. Um, oh, I'm sure. I wanted to see that. Yeah. Remember that? All these uh, fans. Bar- Have you gone to see Barbie yet, Mom? Oh, I loved Barbie. Really? Yeah, yeah we yeah. went over that. She loved Barbie. I loved Barbie. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And I loved Oppenheimer yeah, you as well. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the- I still need to go out and see Oppenheimer. I know. Well, it'll probably. It'll, it'll stream at some point soon, and it's excellent. Zach, where are you yeah. at with Game of Thrones? Um, I'm nearing the end. We've oh, my had, gosh. We've had the, uh, the Great War. Yeah, um, and now we're going to see what's what's going on after the dust has settled. But I did want to check in with the box office. Gran Turismo was the number one. Beat Barbie, Blue Beetle, <laughs> Oppenheimer, and TMNT. So that's what's really? going on the big screen. Yeah, Gran and that's Turismo. like the F one movie. Yeah, where right? he like learns on the video game and then actually does the race in the car in real life. Yeah. I'm sure my former producer, Adam Cheeks, already seen (laughs) it three times. Uh, I don't know that I will go see Gran Turismo. (laughs) I'm actually kind of interested in Blue Beetle. Me too. Which finished in third place. Yeah. Yeah. Another $12.8 million. Yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely a good net, Netflix, Mom. Good job with BlackBerry. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Now you got to get it. on the road. We want you to avoid traffic and make sure while you're driving you be away from Richmond. No, no, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> while you're driving away from Richmond, you listen to 910, and then you could sw- flip over to 105.1 FM. So I get ratings on both sides there. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for stopping by, Mom. Bye. Love you're li- you. Yes, Bye, yes. Zach. Bye. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the Fan. <laughs>